the Turning 30 podcast, the place where we talk about what it's really like to turn 30. I'm your host, life coach Emma Wilson, and I'm here to help you feel better, get unstuck, and be more confident in your 30s. Really exciting week on the podcast this week. Spotify wrapped just dropped all of its uh, statistics and for most of you obviously that will be telling you what music you've been listening to and also what podcast you've been listening to and it's been so fun to see how many of you have been tagging the Turning 30 podcast on Instagram on your Spotify wrapped stories and then I realized that as a podcast producer I can go on to Spotify for podcasters and see my own statistics and it's just so amazing to see the growth of the podcast I think that's the biggest thing that came out of it was that it was so much bigger than the year before and that's really as a content creator and podcast creator that's what you want to see you want to see the growth year on year on year and there was just some crazy statistics I actually have it open right now on my computer and it's 92% of listeners discovered me in 2023. That means that 92% of you are new to the podcast in the in the past year, which is just crazy when you think about how many new uh, listeners I've got. And just so many different countries, amazing top countries. The podcast was streamed in 103 countries. Like, what? Also, I do just want to say that this isn't even including other podcast platforms. And I think it's exactly split. Half of my listeners listen on Spotify and half of you listen on Apple. So, yeah, I'm just like flicking through again. Just amazing statistics. So happy to have you all here really really appreciate everyone new and obviously all the uh, first time listeners the old school listeners sorry but yeah really just so happy and we've started to really hit some of the charts since I've released the new series back in October so yeah lots of celebrations and just want to thank all of you who have taken the time to subscribe and write reviews and give it five stars we have a clear five-star rating on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify, which is really lovely. And encouraging those of you who haven't yet to, to do it because it just really helps it get more exposure and get into other people's ears, which is obviously just a huge want to make sure as many people can listen as, as possible. And yeah, so that's one celebration. Another celebration that we have this week is that I just closed the month of November which we did a whole month of sale for my next chapter course. And I wanted to sell, I planned to sell 30. I said, I just want to sell one a day. That would be great. We ended up selling 75, welcoming 75 new women into the next chapter community. And it's just, I just love it. It it just made me so happy to think how many of you are investing in yourself, investing in personal development, deciding that you want to build a next chapter in your 30s that actually feels like you. And this next chapter course is that foundation. It's the coaching skills and tools that I have collected over six years of coaching women one-on-one. And I love one-on-one coaching. That's obviously the main part of my business, but To be honest, many people can't afford and it's not accessible to them to hire a one-on-one coach. So 
what I wanted to do was create a a course that was self-study. You could do it in your own time. Obviously, it's very different from having a tailored coaching approach, but you just get to have it for a much more accessible price and you get to keep all the materials and there's loads of coaching tools there and videos. So if you like the podcast, it's, you know, more, more videos of me speaking and yeah, so that's still available. The offer has now finished, but you can still go and have a look at the course and still sign up. It's still open. And in a few weeks, which I'm going to speak about more probably in upcoming episodes, there's a brand new course dropping and I'm really excited because I'm doing it in collaboration with a new brand partner which is going to make the whole thing even better than you you could imagine and the course is going to be specifically about building your next chapter in love so it's not a dating course it's going to be a lot about how to put yourself in the best possible position in your 30s to welcome in love and it's something that I worked on you know, tirelessly for the year before I met my current partner and really getting, taking control of your thirties and just like being in that place of, I don't need to meet somebody right now, but if I did, I would know how to accept love and I would know how to create a strong beginning relationship. And actually really the course is going to focus on healing and reflecting and accepting your love life up until now and your timelines and the path that you're on their own your own unique path that you are currently experiencing in your 30s so if you're interested in this course I've already opened up a wait list it's going to be special access to those who are already in the next chapter community so have already signed up for the foundations course or who are already on a specific wait list for the next chapter in love and you'll be getting first access with a cheaper pre-sale price of the course. So if that is of interest to you, then you can just go onto the show notes for the podcast. So you can literally just open up Spotify or Apple now and click through the link that will say waitlist and you can already sign up your name. So today is a solo episode. I'm here alone. And what we're going to be talking about is friendship. So this is a topic that I think never gets enough attention, but I really truly think is a game changer for people in their 30s to be able to enjoy their 30s and have a good life. And it really came up when I did an episode a couple of weeks ago about loneliness. I not sure if you've heard it yet. If you've not, recommend to go back and give it a listen. But I wanted to do an episode and I recorded an episode all about how to take control of loneliness in your 30s. And as part of the week that I released that episode, I had conversations on my Instagram. I was posting and sharing content on my stories specifically about loneliness. And during that time, I asked some questions to my community and one of the things that I asked was, you know, what do you think is the main cause of feeling more lonely in your 30s than you did in your 20s, if you felt that way? Firstly, many people said that their 30s were lonelier. And the main votes that came in, the main uh, reasons that came in as to why people felt that their 30s were more lonely was 
in relation to changing friendships. There are also a couple more reasons. So people also wrote that it was to do with proximity, like lots of friends moving away, which is also linked, I guess, to life stages. But some people also wrote working from home, changing schedules, all these things. But undoubtedly, the biggest reason that people find that they feel more lonely or more disconnected from those around them in their 30s is because their friends have gone into a different life stage to them or they themselves have gone into a different life stage to their friends. So this feedback made me realize how important it was to speak about this topic and really speak about how to deal with the circumstances and the situations when you and your friends suddenly have a different path when you're just going off in a different direction how you can deal with when your friends maybe plural or even a friend your closest friend and you suddenly don't have that much in common anymore after you used to share everything together or something that I hear a lot is what to do when you're the only one left in your friendship group that is potentially single or not married or not having children And a lot of the questions that come up are, you know, will my friendships change forever? Will I ever be able to connect with these people again? Am I going to have friendship breakups? What will happen? So I know that many of you listening and most of my audience will probably resonate more with being the friend that's left behind, with being the friend that is the one who is single whilst everybody else is moving forward. But I also know that there are some of you, because you also reach out to me, who are listening, who experience the flip side of that. So potentially maybe you're the first to have a baby and all of your friends just not at that phase yet. And you're struggling to, you know, not have your close circle of friends really get what you're going through. And you maybe feel a bit left out because they're still going out and doing their own thing. So there's definitely all different ways to look at this. And I've titled the podcast you know, my friends are at a different life stage. So it's not specifically for those of you who are left behind. But I do think that being the single friend is, yes, the most common that I coach on and I speak about and I personally experienced. So that's really, I guess, what the main topic of of this podcast will be. So I want to say that I actually just don't think it really matters what stage you're at. The truth is that being in your 30s and having changing friendships and just being at a different stage from those who you've grown up with, who you were closest to, is really, really hard. It is. There's no, there's no beating around the bush with it. There's no saying, oh, no, that's fine. It's just like, accept it. We can't just bypass the fact that it's difficult. No, it is difficult. But here's the thing it's really, really, really common. And I think it's a lot more common than we realize. And I think like when we do see like from the outside photos of people with their groups of friends and, you know, TV shows and stuff, we we have been taught that our friends should stay the same forever. But, you know, we're, we aren't clones of each other. We all have our own paths. And because of the usual timelines and milestones that are often linked to age and often linked to your 30s, it does often happen that people do things at the same time. Now, you may not resonate with that. You may have a friendship group where 
some people, you know, may have a group of six, seven girlfriends and two of them are already moving ahead. The rest of you are still single and you don't feel that disconnect. But more often than not, and this is what I mostly experience in my late 20s, people do tend to do things at the same time. It's like a bit of a social psychology theory. I won't go into too much of the geeky science, but people do copy other people and they do conform. And when that happens, sometimes it's a bit like dominoes, like one person does something and then kind of encourages other people to do it. And sometimes there is that one or two people in the friendship group left who are at a completely different life stage. This really happened to me between the ages of like 25 to 28, two things started to happen. Firstly, a lot of my friends started buying property, which was just very far away from anything I was able to to do myself. And a lot of them started to, kind of the age of 24, 25, moving in with their partners. And then a little while after that, not very long after that, started to get engaged. And now looking back, I have so much sympathy for that past version of Emma because she was so far away from it. The property was just not not even an option for me. I didn't have savings. I didn't had a late start to my career because I did two degrees and trained as a as a lawyer. So I didn't even start my training contract until I was twenty four. So yeah, I wasn't even in the working world really until I was twenty four, and also many of my friends and people I knew who were buying properties fortunately had gifts and family support, which I never had. So that was one thing that was like, whoa, you know, I'm going to be renting and living with roommates for the next X amount of time. Whilst my friends were there planning refurbishments of beautiful flats in London. And, and, you know, when I'm sure those of you who've done that before know how all consuming it can be when you decide to do up a property or decide to move in and also when they started getting engaged I think at the time I did I was maybe in a relationship but engagement and marriage was just something that was not on the horizon and the relationship I was in was nothing like that and then I went through a breakup and anyway it was just very 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 far away I do really remember the feeling of going out for dinners you know, that's obviously how we used to socialize in London. We meet up for dinner every week, all the friends. At the weekend, we would have brunch. Maybe it was somebody's birthday. Maybe it was somebody's uh, engagement party. When we would go out on these dinners, the conversation would always center around milestones. You know, we weren't, that was just how it was. And it was very much wedding planning and talking about houses and and it was things that I just couldn't really get involved in. You know, you kind of do that like nod and smile and you can pretend and, you know, on a surface level, you can obviously make small talk about it, but I didn't understand what it felt like to do all of, all of those things. I had no idea and I still don't what it takes to plan a wedding. And I also didn't have any interest in it. And I would often feel a lot of dread every time I would go to have these social plans with these group of friends and I would just feel dread for the social situation of either having to pretend to be interested or just sitting there silent. But mostly it would be the dread for all of the thoughts that would come up after, which was often questioning my own life path and really, 
yeah, wondering, have I chosen wrong? Are they all doing it right? And I'm the one who's doing it wrong? Or is it just changing friendships? Is And then I remember thinking like, is this how my life should be? And then also a lot of, a lot of guilt, a lot of feeling like I don't want to socialize with my friends anymore in the same intensity as before, because we don't have as much in common, but then really worrying that it will create a huge distance between us. And then I would feel a lot of guilt if I didn't feel like I could share with them what was going on with me and the times that I was single when this was going on and I was maybe dating and having fun. I felt like I couldn't really connect with my non-single friends in the same way because they were just like so far removed from the way I was living my life. Wow, a big complex soup of emotions. And at the time I just, you know, I was in my late twenties. I didn't discover coaching until I was 30, 29, 30. And I just didn't have the tools to deal with all of these emotions. I didn't get support. One thing I think I did do was reach out to those friends of mine and have countless conversations with those who did get it, who felt the same as me, but it wasn't the same as actually knowing that other people felt this way, connecting with others and being supported in this time. And this is just one example. And maybe if you have a big group of friends, like I was so, I am so fortunate to to have a big group of home friends, then you'll really, really relate to this. But I also think that an example that can happen, and this definitely happened for me later on, more in my early 30s, was changing friendships that weren't associated with a group, but that were more linked to an individual friend like a specific friend who you do everything together at the same time and then all of a sudden their life changes from the outside or your life changes from the outside and it it puts something between you so you know it's not just about groups of friends it can also be individual relationships and I had that with a very one of my closest friends who when she we'd been single at the same time and then we've been uh, together with our boyfriends at the same time and then I broke up with my boyfriend and her and her boyfriend continued and then they got engaged and they got married and they now have a baby and we were just so close and, and we still are really close but there was definitely times where the friendship was a bit rocky because we just had so many differences between us in the stage of life. So yes, I'm sharing all my personal anecdotes with you to make you see that this is something that so many of us go through and that we can work through because now I can honestly say that friendships, my friendships are far from perfect and if you're one of my closest friends reading this, you'll probably be like, Emma, you've not even called me back for three months. (laughs) Are we even friends anymore? But jokes aside, I really have done a lot of work on on mindset about friends. So it's something that I really want to bring to the podcast to share with you to help you if you're feeling this panic. And actually, I received this message from a client, which I'm just going to read out to you now, that made me want to record the episode. So this is what I received. Ah, having a real existential crisis. I'm 33 and the last of my friends in my group has announced that she's with someone. I'm now the last single one, now facing all of the Christmas parties alone with my friends and their boyfriends. I knew this day would come, but it's hit me like a train. And after years of self-development and coaching, I'm now feeling worse than I have in forever. I'd love you to point me in the direction of some relevant content that you've posted, which may help me. 
And when I got that message, it was actually, if it wasn't, it's not a client, it's from a, an Instagram follower. I just was like, oh, I just remember that feeling, that feeling of panic when your friend meets someone and you're like, oh shit, I'm the last one. And, and it's like, again, that super emotion, like I'm really happy that for my friend to meet someone, it's like, I'm really happy for my friend to be happy. But at the same time, what about me? And I just, so much empathy. And this is what I wrote back. Firstly, I'm sending you so much love at this time. I know it's a bit of an anti-coaching, anti-coaching thing to say, but sometimes you can do all the self-development work, but then an announcement like this comes along and it just throws you and makes you feel like it was all for nothing. But I promise you, it's not all for nothing. And you're going to be able to come back to yourself much quicker because of all the work that you've done. You know how they say healing isn't linear. Well, I really think that's true. And then I wrote, it's really shit when this happens and you feel like you're the only one and everyone else has someone. But I promise you two things. Happiness isn't directly correlated to being in a relationship or the timelines. And you can absolutely want those things as your next steps and make it your priority to find that. I was newly single at 33 and I've recorded many podcast episodes about how I cope during this time. Maybe you can go and listen to them. It's a really good place to start. And then I decided to record this episode to really speak to this person, this specific person, but for those of you who are going through this, because it is just difficult and there's not that much to say, but I really believe what I said that even if you're doing all the right things in terms of coaching or personal development work or therapy or journaling or all of the things that keep you centered and keep you on your own path all it takes is for one thing to come along and shake you and you will feel like the ground beneath you has crumbled but because of all that work that you've done you'll definitely be able to rebuild your trust and faith in your own path much quicker than if you hadn't done that before and actually this a person replied back to me a, a week later after we'd first spoken saying you're right I'm actually feeling a lot more calm now I took some time to really digest it I'm definitely feeling better the shock has subsided so yeah I just wanted to say that like I said before how common to common it is what I think how I think we should approach it is to really expect that this might happen. Know that it's normal that not everybody has the same timelines. And I think what I see at this age, at this stage, and I think it's the thing that holds people back the most, is that it's an expectation that we should all stay the same, that our friends should hit the milestones and do all the things at the same time. And when they they don't, and we don't, because of course we don't, we can't all do the same things exactly in parallel. But when we don't, we get extra upset. And then I think that comes out in how we treat our friends and their their expectations that we put on them and on the relationship itself to be on the same path as us and even to not be on the same path, but to just still be in the same stage as as in our minds, to still be able to relate to us in the same way, to speak to us in the same way, to want to listen, to have the same care. 
And wow, I've done that before. I've expected that friends will just be there in the same way. And let me tell you, it is not good for the friendship at all. It is not good. It creates like a lack of ease between the friendship because we're we're trying to hold somebody to be an older version of themselves when really, truly, the friend, your friend is evolving. Your friend is going in their own way. Let your friends go on their own path. This is really hard to do in practice, but really hear me now. Stop trying to be the same as your friends and stop trying to make sure that you're going at the same pace. Even though I knew all of this, I still found it hard to practice it when my friends were moving ahead of me. But really what we're doing when we do this is we're clinging to the past. We're clinging to a vision of our self in the past, our friend in the past, and the relationship itself as a separate container. Think how freeing it is for you. For you as yourself, not even for your friend, when you stop trying to force things to stay the same and you embrace the change and the evolution of a friendship that is inevitable. So imagine instead of being stuck with the thoughts, well, these are my friends and they should act like this and this is how friends should be and we used to meet up every single week at this time and we used to always prioritize our friendship and we used to have sleepovers and we used to go clubbing every weekend and now my friend can't do that because she's got her partner or she's got her baby. What if we just like deleted those thoughts from our mind? We deleted that pressure and instead we decided a new thought. It is natural and normal for friendships to progress and change over the years as we change as people. Because here's the truth, friendships are so dynamic. Friendships change over time and they are supposed to evolve. And I know that that's hard for some of us to to really think about. It seems almost unnatural to think like this when we have a group of friends who up until X point, 28, 32, whatever the age is that you've all been doing the same thing, you've all been in the exactly the same life path. And then all of a sudden, everyone starts to go their different ways. But really, it's not—it's a natural and normal way of life, which leads to my next point. So what happens then? So you're just going to accept that your friend is doing something different to you? You're just going to accept that, you know, your friendship isn't the same anymore and just let it go? Well, no, I think it's a little bit more complicated and nuanced than that. But I do think that something important to remember is that it's okay to invite new friends into your life that you bond and connect with because of your current stage of life. People really struggle with this. People really think that, you know, if I only make friends with somebody because they are, I don't know, single or because they are currently a parent or they're currently going through something similar to you, then it's almost like the friendship isn't real. The foundation of the friendship isn't as solid as if you were friends from when you were teenagers or from when you were, I don't know, in primary school together. But no, it's not true. Friends can serve multiple purposes and there's nothing wrong with that. There's 
absolutely nothing to feel guilty about. If you decide that you want to go and put yourself out there and meet other single friends, it was a game changer for me. When I was single, unexpectedly, and I had neglected friends in some ways over the years, firstly, my friends stepped up and were absolutely incredible. And I really, really can't believe how amazing that they were. But it is acceptable to say to yourself, okay, I want to go now and make an effort with people I don't usually make an effort with because they're single and I'm single and we're doing similar things. We want to hang out at the same places. We want to talk about dating. We probably want to sit on the apps and have a look at each other and see what we're doing. And and that's fine. And people have a lot of resistance to it because they think, oh, well, that's a friendship for convenience, you know? Well, why would I want to be friends with somebody who were only friends because we're both single? Like it's not a real friendship and it's just not the truth. It's really, really not the truth. I also think that if we manage to drop the expectations from our existing friends, if we let them change and evolve, we will honor who they're becoming and we can stop to feel so angry towards them and we can feel more compassion to them. We can really truly think, oh, you know, instead of being annoyed that they haven't got back to you or called you, we could think, oh, maybe they're busy because something's going on in their life. This is a really hard place to get to. It kind of takes being a bigger person and taking the high road, but it really creates a safe space for a friendship. And you probably heard many stories of friends who pushed other friends away and then they just started to rely on other people. Whereas if you let your friends evolve and then provide them with a safe space to be who they who they really are, then they're gonna come back to you in the end. I also think that's something to take out of this episode is that it's okay to not be interested in the same thing that your friend is interested in. It is okay to say, I don't care about paint colors for your new living room. That is not what's interesting to me right now. What's interesting to me is what's going on with my career and I'm going to focus on that for now. You don't have to want to talk about their wedding all the time. Now, I do think that it's nice to share interests and not to drop friends just because they're going through those next stages. And for sure, you know, you can be involved as you want to be, but you don't have an obligation to be their person. You don't have an obligation that if your usual best friend would usually come to you to plan all her wedding stuff, but for you, it's driving you crazy. You can totally, totally say, and maybe it will just be about having an honest communication and saying, you know what? I'm not that into the wedding planning stuff right now. It's not really something I know a lot about. Why don't you speak to your other friends or maybe you can suggest somebody who's also going through this, who can just really support you. And that's okay. It's also okay to find other people to rely on for people who are going through the same thing as you in in your stage of life. For example, when I was 33 and single, so many of obviously of my married friends haven't been in the, most of them haven't dated for eight, 10, even 15 years. And as much as I love them and want them to be part of my life, they were not who I went to to talk to about my dating life. They were not who I went to share dates with. 
sometimes when I saw them and they asked questions, I would tell tell them what's going on if I was seeing somebody or if I had a funny story or whatever. But no, I found people in my everyday life, people who weren't in my life before, who became those that support system for me. And it's really important that you find those people around you. And this is also a specific message to those who of you who are ahead with the milestones. If you are the one who's getting married or having a baby, go and find people, go and find your tribe, go and find, for example, this is really true for me. I'm now pregnant and I actually feel, and somebody asked me this, do you feel that you are left behind of your friends that had babies many years ago? And I actually replied saying the opposite. I feel a stronger connection to them than I did in the past, but I'm struggling more being ahead of my single friends or my friends who are in relationships who aren't at the point of having children because I don't want to bore them. I know that feeling of being bored about talking about these these things and I feel like I'm worried. I don't want our friendship to change. And what I've really done and put into practice is finding people who are at the same stage of life as me. So that's not the people who are my friends from who had babies five years ago. And it's also not my single friends, but I've created new friends that are going to be my mummy friends. And yeah, maybe we wouldn't be friends otherwise. And I've really had to go out and actively create that. I'm on Facebook groups, I'm on WhatsApp groups, community discussions, things like that. But, and I, I said yes to meeting a friend of a friend for a coffee because she's expecting it at a similar time to me. And it's a little bit forced at first, but it's amazing. I'd so much rather do that. And then that frees my emotional energy for when I see my other friends who aren't at that stage, because I can just be more on their level. And I don't have to talk to them about the, the specific things about being pregnant that they wouldn't care about. I also have had a really nice experience with getting closer to friends who were just a little bit ahead of me in the timelines and who we'd kind of grown a little bit apart. So that's a nice reminder that just because your friends are changing, it doesn't mean that it's stuck. And again, like I said, friends are so dynamic. Friendships are so dynamic and changing that you can definitely make sure that as you move through different life stages that older friends who maybe you didn't have those that much in common with before can come back in your life if you want them to. And that's why it's important to honor those friendships and do it with love and compassion than to do it with anger or frustration towards your friend because then you'll, you know, grow apart and it won't be as easy to get that friendship back. So the last thing I want to say, and it's more of a practical thing is don't be afraid to communicate your feelings to your closest friends. If you do feel a gap in your friendship or a change and you feel comfortable enough to share it, even if it's with a whole big group, but you just specifically want to share it with one or two people who you feel most close to, do it. Because often you won't realize that people, they're not thinking about you. Everyone's in their own lives and they sometimes aren't in self-awareness and maybe you just have to draw attention to it. And then they'll say, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I completely didn't think how that must be for you. I'll be more aware of it next time. And real true friends will try their best to do that for you, to protect you and to make you feel good. But if you don't say anything and you just keep it under wraps and it will build up. So I just wanted to say as a practical step, don't be afraid to communicate it. And also don't be afraid to skip events. If you don't want to go out, 
one night because you know that your friends are going to be there talking about an engagement and you're, you had a bad experience dating that week and you just feel like you can't be bothered and you don't have the energy, don't go. You don't have to apologize to anybody. You get to choose who you spend time with, the energy that you surround yourself with, and do not be afraid to put yourself first. That's all for today's episode. I hope this gave you some food for thought. I would love to hear what you think about this topic. So feel free to be over on Instagram with me and my community at turning30coach and to send me a message and let me know what you think. I have just dropped an episode on my YouTube channel all about a Q&A of my current life stage. It's a part one of two-parter. So definitely go and check that out. And... If you liked this episode about friendships, I actually have a whole course that is just about friendships. It's eight modules and it talks you through how to have better existing friendships. We do a friendship audit on one of the modules. You were going to talk more about changing milestones, how to create new friendships and lots more. It's, it's like an extension of the podcast it's private podcast episodes and it's available now. You can literally go and download it now for $66, which is literally the cost of a meal out. So maybe instead of going on that next group night out where you know you will probably spend loads of money on food and alcohol and feel crappy afterwards because of where you are with your friendships right now, skip that, put the money towards the friendship course and start working on your friendships today because you deserve to have really, really strong and loving friendships in your 30s. And I will see you all on the podcast next week. 